Ralph, and I'm here today with Lloyd Howell. Just got in from a from a nice uh, pedal over here. That's right. You should have seen how confident Lloyd was strutting down the street with his with his sunglasses on and mm-hmm. his shorts. I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing a t-shirt. It is it it's is about 65 degrees here in New York City. Classic warm January day. That's in New right. York. That's right. Yeah. Um, so a little uh, a little existential terror, a little climate grief. You might as um, well enjoy it. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. guess. I mean, I, I would, I would be just as happy um, wearing a wearing a jacket. You know, <laughs> you would be putting you on would be. putting on yes. some layers. Uh, possibly happier. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. You don't strike me as a summer guy. I'm not a summer yeah. guy, Ralph. <laughs> I'm I'm sweating like a stuck pig here. You really are sweating. I know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm a I'm a sweaty guy. Yeah. It is it is amongst my many failings, but oh boy, let me tell you, I used to I used to take karate classes and when I would do that um, I would I would sweat well in excess of Mm -hmm. uh, all of my fellow practitioners well that's healthy that's healthy well well, I mean you'd you'd think so but uh, I'm talking like like there would just kind of be a like a puddle Underneath where I was doing oh, my stuff, you've mentioned this before, and be like, "That's that's that's the Lloyd L- Lloyd Lake." It's <laughs> um, not very nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not it's not ideal, and yeah. I I kind of you know people would people you know the instructor would just imagining you just in like a gi just like sheepishly regarding your your puddle of sweat like well, oh well the instructor if I could if I, could, I would if I could prevent it I would sensei I, I, I'm uh, sorry sensei uh, I wish I could sweat less but uh, I'm, I'm sorry uh, sensei Steve I, <laughs> oh fuck I remember no. I took uh, I took literally karate when mm-hmm. I was like a little kid and there was a uh, sensei Ralph it's actually the name of one of oh. my teachers sensei Ralph and sensei Steve those are <laughs> Those are my Long Island oh. karate masters, but yeah, it's a it's a beautiful day, and uh, we thought we'd do a little something different. We're actually recording in my bedroom. That's right, of my living room. That's right. My uh, roommate claimed the living room. You probably hear his oldies and oldies in the background mm-hmm. drifting in. Not only was he playing music as soon as Lloyd walked in, he was operating a blender. That's so right. Treated to that. It's not well. ideal. We're not. We're not going to put you through that, folks. So yeah, um, we're in my room. I've it's, never been in here before. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's kind of it makes this like a weirdly intimate kind of recording. Well, that's okay. Yeah, you know, we're um, we're learning more about sure each other. Yeah, what, as, do, you, what do you see? Do What's the vibe day? you get from my room? Um, it's somewhat ascetic, I guess. Like um, ascetic, you know, ascetic by which I mean it's like it's not cluttered. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not opulent. Um, the walls are a lot of lot of blankness. There's it's mostly bare walls in here. Yes, um, I don't know what people but, put on their walls. I mean, there were years in my old apartment where I just have nothing on the walls. Right, I remember your last yeah. apartment. That was that was worse. And then I started putting stuff on the walls, and I was like, oh, it's kind of it kind of makes me feel a little happier to see familiar things no i mean it's i mean honestly it's fine in here like it's it's not it's not depressing it's It's uh, not it's not too dirty there's nothing wrong with it um it's come a long way too since we started the podcast if we were recording like episode three on here there would be just a a comforter a white comforter dotted with blood plastic bags all over the floor i had a i had just a pile of plastic just sitting in the corner until yesterday that i tossed (laughs) Uh, just a cryptic pile of like sheets of plastic just just in the corner sheets of plastic did you have a intended use for them uh i used it for a music video oh okay but then 
then um, once mm. I was done, I just had all this extra plastic, mm. which is on the on the curb. You can take it on your way out yeah, if can you I? want. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Dear God, um, I'm I'm a big like plastic head. <laughs> I love a nice sheet, <laughs> a nice crisp sheet of plastic. Toss um, it over a surface. Yeah, <laughs> you can do anything. I, I I would have used something like that last year. I tried to I tried to construct a cold frame What's on that? my roof. Um, a cold frame usually it's a it's like a wooden. Um, structure with some glass over the top that kind of extends the growing season. So if you wanted to try oh, and this is a gardening thing. yeah, if you wanted to try and grow some some late season, uh, you know, brassicas or alliums, you know, you'd be able to to do well, that. I don't know what either of those things uh, are. A brassica, it's like the cabbage and kale family, um, okay. and an allium is the is the onion and garlic big family. Big cabbage head, you are. Big oh boy, cabbage head. let me tell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get this buddy. guy started. Oh, I could go on. Um, Apparently, brassicas, very uh, robust family of plants. There's a ton of vegetables that are brassicas. They're very, they're very malleable. They're like dogs, in that way. Um, malleable like dogs? The, well, the DNA. Like you can, you can very quickly breed oh, a new kind of brassica, as um, you can pretty quickly breed a new kind of dog. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Am I completely off base here? Uh, now that you explained it, I yeah, guess, but yeah. you were comparing I, a vegetable to a dog. I'm asking people good. to do a lot of extra work. Uh, that's on me. That's on me. Yeah. I'm trying to seem smarter than I am by pulling out the Latin names for families of plants. Hey, I mean, you, it's, uh, you like your garden. I like a nice garden. You know your vegetables. I've got the, I've got the garden on the mind again, Ralph, because of the impending climate collapse and the mm. fact that it is in the mid 60s in in what is almost mid January. Yeah. We are recording on Sunday the 12th today, but it is uh you're looking to fend for yourself a I little bit. I would love to go somewhere that will not live off the land as yeah, you as yeah. discussed before. I'm yeah. I'm still thinking about it. We don't have to go into it again, but boy oh boy, I would love to escape. Yeah. Um what I I'm I, I think I'm you know my dad keeps trying to tell me, yeah. people have people have uh, have thought that the world is ending before. People have there, you know. There's a long-standing tradition of of these kind of apocalyptic feelings, and they and they tend to crop sure. up in pretty regular intervals. But I gotta tell you, I, I I'm 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 you know I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm glancing towards the exits. Is this it's, your? Uh, is this still your father speaking, or is this? No, I, I've uh, I'm yeah. reacting to my dad saying that. Um, that you know, apocalyptic feelings are just kind of no, yeah, yeah. My my father has said similar things to yeah. me, but um, I mean, it's just an objective reality. Seems you, to be, yeah. Seems to know. be. And who, and look, who knows? Maybe it'll be a thing where like someone invents a thing, and I mean, the way it's going to be is that things mm -hmm. are just going to gradually get incrementally shittier, right? You know, right. and yeah. Uh, but once people have to start like evacuating like coastal towns, that'll mm -hmm. be that'll be mm -hmm. fucking wild. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I don't know. No good. Don't buy real estate in Florida, folks. Maybe it's maybe it's a hoax. Maybe we should get on that. Yeah. Get on that tip. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's still money to be made <laughs> yeah. in that arena if we want to become like vehement climate uh, a vehement climate denial podcast. Yeah, you know, see if we can get some sponsorships. I mean, that'll get you an audience. It may not be oh, yeah. the audience you envisioned, mm, but mm. we could. Yeah, we could sell out for class. I mean, it, would, it, it seems it like it would months. be so easy to to like grift all sorts of different kinds of of like right wing people and like mm -hmm. Trump people mm -hmm. just like to sell like cheap shit. Right. That kind of flatters their right. beliefs. That seems like it, it's, it, it's a very lucrative trade. Mm -hmm. 
But oh. if we put our heads together, we can probably <laughs> we can probably get in on mm. that action a little oh, bit. Oh boy! Yeah. yeah. Listen, we'll 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 how hard we'll is it, how hard is it to print Hillary Clinton's picture onto a roll of toilet paper? Not Can't that, be hard. that hard. Can't be that hard. We'll get the shittiest toilet paper you can buy. Get on Teespring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we'll we'll finally be free of the shackles <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> oh. I love the podcast, folks. I love being here. I love doing this. Mm-hmm. Love hearing, you know, what people what people think about it. It's sure. a, it is a source of probably too much comfort for me than it should be. You find it you find it very therapeutic. The yeah, podcast. I yeah. do. I do. Yeah, you know, because I'm not going to therapy anymore. So, but well, is, well, how long were you going to therapy for? I was probably like nine, ten months. So not that long. When did you curtail it? Uh, a couple months ago. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, you cut it off. Cut it off. Kind of just as we were getting the podcast going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting lateral move. I spoke, <laughs> to my, I spoke to my therapist and I said, listen, your services have been invaluable. However, I don't need you anymore. Another, yeah. And, and, and they said to me, Lloyd, this is a terrible idea. This I strongly advise against you, this. This yeah. this will this will destabilize your your fragile psyche in ways mm. we cannot begin to comprehend. And I said, you were like, "Smell you later." <laughs> and down I you go like, to Doc, Ralph's I'm house. I'm ready. I'm, I want to help other people now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. instead of talking to someone who's trying to write my ship, <laughs> I think I'm ready to command the fleet. That's right. Through the through the uh, through this magic wand of a microphone, Admiral yeah. Howell, they call me, <laughs> steering us through the the iceberg fields of emotions. That's right. That's yeah. right. Oh, how was your week, Ralph? Any uh, any uh, ups and downs? Oh, it was fine. Yeah. I, uh, I watched uh, The Matrix for the first time. Oh, really? I had never seen it before in my life. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not. Huh. What'd you think? It's a good movie. Huh. I liked it. It's a good, it's a good, you know, it's a good blockbuster. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very original, mm-hmm. very inventive, mm-hmm. uh, really realized and confident. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like a, like a minor classic. Right. You know, it's one right. of those movies where it's like, how did this, it's like, uh, how did this not just always exist? Because sure. it feels sure. so, so hmm. of itself and confident. And yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big fan of the Wachowski body of work. Yeah, um, and it's funny that it like created a vocabulary for incels. Right, too. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Sam were not talking ideal. about how uh, when they make the new one, they should include in addition to the blue and red pill. Like the pink pill and the black pill. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like if you take the pink pill, Neo, you'll become a a, a piggy pink cum slut. <laughs> Wait, is pink pilling a thing? It is. I think it means like I'm something. Completely unfamiliar with I this. Think I've never heard. This. Oh, you never heard of pink pill? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is exactly, but I think it like it like turns you into a bimbo or something. Oh, okay. It's, some, it's something uh, like yes. that. It's something like yeah, <laughs> bimbofication. That that is a. I don't know if that's exactly the same thing. It's probably yeah. not, but it's something about the man is is is. Uh, emasculated in some right, way, and, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a. That's I always a see. It, common... I always see it coupled with the term "cum slut." I right. Don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Something in that constellation. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So, so they are remaking the Matrix. Is that? Uh, they're making a new one, apparently, and oh, they're bringing okay. they're bringing Keanu back. Oh, yeah, fun. yeah. Fun. Uh, mm. And it's also kind of ironic that. Uh, you know, like the incel community, at least at first, like kind of adopted this language from the Matrix and, mm-hmm. you know, 
it's a film that you know was made by two trans women mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I don't know how that's ironic exactly but there's something in there's there that something feels there. ironic it really does yeah. make you think you know I can unpack that it. more but I don't know. We're not bringing anything special to the conversation <laughs> in that regard. Oh, but yeah, the Matrix. Uh, the Matrix. Check it out. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I, I can't wait to. I just want to be inserted into a social gathering so I can just like have stilted conversations. Like, hey, you guys seen the Matrix? <laughs> and they'll be like, uh, mm-hmm. well, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, like, not in a few years, but I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's good. I liked it. And that'll be like. <laughs> I can do the same thing with the uh, with the Sopranos finale, which I saw last night. Right. Well, I feel like the Sopranos is a it's 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 const- at least recently it's like yeah. constantly relevant. It has a, it has a more new and life more people and are coming to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you finished the Sopranos finished for the it first last time? Night. Yeah. So oh, so good. So good. It's, it's a good show. I, it's a I, good show. I'm gonna miss it. There's gonna be that uh, that sequel uh, prequel film coming out. Yeah, I in can't imagine that's gonna be good. The, the Many Saints of Newark? Yeah, I think it's been changed to just Newark now, but okay. it just seems so unnecessary. Yeah, you know? yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm a... Maybe David Chase couldn't get a movie financed unless he, like, yeah. put it under the Soprano name. Folks, it's got to be Sopranos. Well, I mean, The Sopranos is a, is a, is a truly weird show, so hopefully yeah. he just yeah. does something completely out of left field. I hope so. Make something so. worthwhile. But. And he's got, you know, uh, James Gandolfini's son is playing young Tony yeah, Soprano. Yeah, that's, that's another weird one, too. Yeah. Like, what are the chances that his son is a good actor as well? I read I read an interview about it. Like Of all the wops yeah. not. Hollywood. I know. Yeah, now you go with the <laughs> There's a couple stuff. folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, we used to, me and Sam used to have this joke speaking of like things with like fading relevance, like whatever the most irrelevant or not irrelevant, but the most like comically dated movie would be like the original one was like six months or maybe like a year after Inception came out. Oh. <laughs> it was just funny to us to be like, you guys see Inception? Uh-huh. You know, like a popular movie. Uh, like the, like the, the, <laughs> the rubric used to be like right when it first comes to like on demand on cable, like watch mm-hmm. Inception, you know, mm-hmm. like the commercials are like on the guide channel and the right. thing. But that's kind of gone away with streaming because like everything is constantly available. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, it would be the funniest one maybe to be like, to say to someone like, hey, you ever see John Wick? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like a super right. popular movie uh-huh. that came out like four years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I like just tapping into that. Just yeah. like that yeah. comically, just like <laughs> mundane. So you guys see John Wick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've seen it. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like a well-liked, but, you know, far from genius. Yeah, like a, like a super popular, like middle brow movie uh-huh. that was like so hot for a second, but it's like been a while. Uh, you know, like you can't say like, "Hey, have you seen Avengers?" Because like, there's just constantly yeah those movies. But John Wick seems like a good one because that found like a big niche audience. Mm-hmm, so it's funny to mm-hmm. just be like, "Hey, you see John Wick?" Yeah, which is a very overrated movie, by the way. I don't know why like everyone on Twitter. I saw the first one. I didn't yeah, see the second and third. Didn't even care for it. It was that fine. Much. You know, but uh, action movies like oh, and I, especially, I especially don't I like the um, how everyone um, suddenly. Um, or rather gradually over time came to like worship Keanu Reeves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, cause it's, it, it was actually pretty interesting. Cause like it started, everyone used to just make fun of him for seeming like an awkwardly stilted actor, right. screen actor. Like mm-hmm. it was like a cheap punchline in the nineties. 
like, oh, this movie stars Keanu. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, you know. But then, like, gradually over the course of a decade, he was memefied. Remember, there was sad Keanu. Mm-hmm. And then, like, people learned about, I don't know, there's tragedy in his life. And sure. then he, the, like, there were, like, levels of irony that, like, melted into a, into a, what do you, what's, what's that called? Like, the pot with the cheese, the melted fondue. cheese? Fondue. Yeah, like a fondue of irony. <laughs> and then it, like, came out on the other end. Like, we love this guy. He's an angel. Uh-huh. It was a very, he's a very confusing. He's a good road. guy, Greg, if you will, to use the old. Greg? A, a good guy, Greg. Do you remember that? Was that a meme? <laughs> that was a meme. <laughs> I don't remember that one. You know. Uh, no, but but I, I isn't the most recent thing like he's he's supposed to be one of the one of the good men. In yeah, Hollywood exactly. Yeah. Because he everyone has, was patting him on the back for having an average looking girlfriend. He has like an age appropriate girlfriend. Yeah. Like and she's, which is which was so hilarious because it's like. You're just implicitly insulting the girlfriend by saying, yeah. that, you know, like, oh, good for you. Look how homely she is. He's nice. But, uh, yeah, that's so funny. Mm. There was that age inappropriate stuff. I remember I saw like someone was tweeting about um, Zach Braff dating the girl from Florence uh, Pugh. Yeah, yeah. Pugh? Florence Pugh? Pugh? I don't know. Yeah. But they were like, the tweet was like, um, when Garden State came out, she was seven years old. And it's like, <laughs> all right, well, he wasn't dating her no. then. I mean, you know, so, I mean, in the past, uh, in the past, this woman was a child. You know, it's like whatever. Oh, but uh, I, no. that that very controversy caused a um, OK Cupid date I was on once to start crying. Oh, yeah, because I was like looking at her Twitter. It was like our second date, and. Um, I was like, she had mentioned that she was big on Twitter on the first date, which should have been a red flag to begin uh, with. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no. But in the time since, I was like, oh, I was looking at your Twitter and I was like doing a bit that I thought was funny where I was reading her tweets to her in an attempt to oh, like, mm. to like, to like cheekily embarrass, of like course. lightly embarrass, you know. You were negging her, if you will. Very with her lightly. Own very lightly. Oh, I see. But I see. Hmm. But one hmm. came up about the hmm. Zach Braff Florence pug thing. And I just kind of offhandedly said, like, eh, I don't know if that's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, she got immediately really upset. And mm. she was, did I talk about this on the podcast? No, right? no. And she was like, I was in a relationship with an older man and it was terrible. And I was like, well, I mean, that's just kind of your experience. Anyway, she ended up storming off. Mm-hmm. And um, I like went to go, we were like in the park, in McCarran Park. And I went to go uh, catch her. And when I did, she had tears streaming down her face. Oh, boy. And I said, this is going pretty terribly, this date. And uh, she actually got over it and stuck around, and we like hung out for several more hours. Uh-huh. And um, I don't have to share the rest of the story, but uh, oh, let's just say that, that was our last date. That was but, your last uh, date, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a little peek into my life. It's, but, uh, I mean, the, like the, the age gap stuff, especially when it comes to celebrities, like they, they don't live in the real world anyway. Yeah. Like... I don't know. I mean, look, it could certainly be gross, but I mean, I feel like, you know, you reach, you know, if someone is of you know, of age, they're allowed to make decisions for themselves. I mean, sure. like the woman is allowed sure. to have, uh, you know, agency in that sense. If she wants to date a fucking 45 year old, like, why yeah. not? I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure the relationship is doomed to fail, but maybe it's not. And maybe you learn something about mortality. I don't know. I think I think broadly Who's to say what works. Well, I do. I do remember reading a study about how, generally speaking, 
the larger the age gap in the relationship is, the less likely it is to last oh, for, for a long sure. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's real. Yeah, you know. But that's that's says that doesn't have an ethical dimension. No, you know? no, it doesn't. So. So I think people who try to try to dunk on these celebrities most of the time are sure. just jealous because no one's fucking them. Like there know? can be there can be, you know, obscene power dynamics in relationships where people are the exact same age. Like it's uh, yes. Good point. You know. Yeah. And that's 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 what people usually object to in in like mixed age relationships yeah. is that one person is much you know, worldlier and has a lot more experience and is a lot more mature and so can much more easily kind of dominate the younger person. And that doesn't have to be the case. It can be the case, but you know, if we're talking about, if we're talking about these things on a case by case basis, I feel like you have to kind of just give the person a little more credit at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's just some weird thing they want to do. I'm maybe (laughs) I'm dating 45 year old podcast mogul Lloyd Howell. (laughs) This is an exciting, I like it. He's so, he's so smart and sensitive and, Watching his body decay, I really feel heartened. You know, like I'm learning something about about bodies and old age. I really think it'll it'll influence my work. This is a, a fictional this this twenty two year old mountain. Yes, uh, it's so sad what happened to his friend Rob, who used to be his co host. You know? She's misremembering my name. Yeah, Rob is yep. the joke. That's yeah. right. Wow, a boating accident. Who would have guessed? Who would have thought? Yeah, very mm. suspicious circumstances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about wiping the slate clean. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was a suicide, but he was shot twice in the back of the head. So strange. Yeah. <laughs> he stuck around for that second shot, you know? Just tells you how driven the guy and whenever was. Whenever I ask Lloyd about it, he just goes, oh... That old saw. <laughs> he gets this faraway look in his uh, eyes. Yeah. Starts muttering about permaculture. Yeah, uh, it's a exactly. callback, folks. Uh, uh, you know, it's good to live off the land. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I have a bunch of dirt on my roof right now. I have, uh, um, I have that cold frame that I that I mentioned earlier, and it's like probably $300 worth of dirt that so I've your, bought your over the course of a couple of years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I have buckets up there and I have the, the failed cold frame. And, uh, I don't know if I want to do anything with it this year because it was a, a lot of work for mm-hmm. the past two years. And I, you know, maybe my time would be better spent elsewhere. Like, What's well, the dead of winter? I mean, I know it's warm today. It's warm isn't today. It too early to get started on anything. A, I think so. Like what you're supposed to like the latest thing that you can realistically plant and have, um, you know, you're supposed to like overwinter things like garlic and onions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could you could plant those in the fall and like let them overwinter and they'll kind of develop roots and then they'll be ready for a like a midsummer harvest of some kind, but I didn't do that. So right. there's nothing I can really do now. Um, cause I dropped the ball. I remember you, um, you, you, uh, you had a bit of a paltry, uh, potato yield. I did. Yeah. I had a, I had a, uh, I had big dreams of, of growing potatoes in containers based on some tutorials that I'd, that I'd, uh, gone through. And, uh, and I ended up with a, I ended up watering these three containers of potatoes like every, every other day for like two months. And the, uh, the harvest ended up being just like a, like a handful of these tiny, tiny potatoes, like smaller than a dime. Most of them, like, I think, I think the small, I think the largest was like, I don't know, 
it was like it was like a fingerling. They were looking pretty tiny. They were. It was yeah. really pathetic. Not a not a great look mm-hmm. for old Lloyd. Um, not, a, not a, a hearty green thumb. More like a not a hearty meal there. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I. Not even gonna try to make a joke because it's not a laughing matter. Like I can't. <laughs> what it means is that I can't feed myself. I can't feed my community, and that's. Yeah, but most that's people can. Most people don't know how to do that. But that's kind of what I stake my reputation on is being a a provider, really? being a provider, being being someone who can be relied upon. Well, hey, you're providing this, all right? I'm providing this. You're providing content. I'm providing the words. I'm providing, you know, See, a, that's, a giggle every that's now just, and again. That's just a sign from the Lord to yeah. not veer off the path of, that's right. of posting that's right. and podcasting. Like, don't stay I, in your lane, Lloyd. <laughs> stay all right. <laughs> Uh, all right, you want really, all really, right. No hobbies are allowed. I wouldn't all last right. the winter on my own. No hobbies That's... allowed. All right. <laughs> you try to take a karate class, humiliated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You try to take up gardening, abject failure. That's right. You try to invest more in your friends and family. See how that fucking goes. Oh. All right. Oh, stick to the potting to and the posting. That's right. This is where I'm safe. This is the eightfold is... path. All right. <laughs> uh, did I tell you that my fucking sensei would make me like mop up my own sweat after class okay like he would he would say lloyd go get the mop because <laughs> there's a jiu-jitsu class in a couple minutes and we can't have your on, on your its face not there. an unreasonable request i but i agree the way you're telling it makes it sound like there was a little unnecessary layer of snark you know yeah. it, there was he was he was smiling Mm-hmm. This this twenty three year old Ooh. Muay Thai prodigy. So your sensei was younger than you. Yes, mm. quite That's a bit younger sting. than me. Yeah, yeah. And he's Good. telling me to mop, mop up my, my bodily fluids. That's right. <laughs> Maron, mm. unbelievable. I can't say that. That's not my word to use. Of course you can. Yeah, it's fun to say that. I like to. You it's know, not your word to use. I get very suggestible. Don't give them. Don't give for, them any more ammunition. Uh, yeah. The yeah. Italian Americans <laughs> trying to claim that they're POC or something. That's all word. Yeah. A made up fucking word. It's mm. not even like real Italian. It's not real Italian. Um, we don't have to do any more Italian bashing. No, not not just. I yet. feel like between that. Um, Talking about how I tortured my roommate on the last episode, <laughs> describing my failed OkCupid okay date. It's been a run of painting a less than ideal picture of me. But folks, you, you only see some sides of me on yeah. this podcast. All right, yeah. let's 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 leave room for a little nuance. Yeah, exactly. And we tend to share our failures on this podcast. We do. You know, you're, we do. So you're getting you're getting the opposite of a highlight reel. Uh huh. This is right? this is therapy, and you are our silent unpaid therapists but also but also our our client or mm-hmm. whatever you our patient as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right so we can sit lloyd lloyd and i we can sit here and 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 rap about all our w's until the cows come home mm-hmm. but that wouldn't be as relatable to you losers mm-hmm. and stooges we're, so we're we, doing we, this we, for your sake honestly we plumb, we plumb the l pile mm-hmm. all right not the w pile oh and it's getting it's getting uh, pretty thin, I'll tell you. The going, L pile? Going digging for L's. That's right. Oh. We're, we're scraping gotta, the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. We're just so used to winning. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's right, Ralph. <laughs> you're kind of all over the microphone on this episode. How do you mean? You're, you're like talking off mic a little bit like this. Oh, am I? Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm a little worried. We were, we were getting some some strong electric interference. I got to get a new microphone. This is an old thing. 
and I've let it, uh, I've let it get, I've let it get too far. I've, <laughs> I've been saying I'm going to get a new microphone for a long time now. And I just fucking drop the ball every uh, week. I mean, they're not cheap. You, you know, know, Friday night, I'm like, oh, I'll go to Adorama. Adorama's closed. It's closed on Friday nights. Yeah. Fucking stupid. I have a stupid one. I No, I like, I'm me. Oh. Me. Like, I, I. Like my ability to plan for this shit, like to to invest in myself, to invest in like my my ventures, mm-hmm. it's fucking pathetic, man. Like <laughs> that's a little harsh. I, I don't know if it's harsh. Like I've I'm, I'm thirty two years old. I've been I've been like what am I what am I what am I what am I doing, man? Like we don't have to elevate the crappy microphone to that of we don't the have stuff to. It's not tragedy. it's not that big yeah. of a deal. It's fine. You can hear my voice. It's I find it's a mistake to look for metaphors in life. You know, you know? what? That's good. That's, there's, that's there's right. too many things like my broken food processor. Wow, uh-huh. isn't this oh. just a perfect metaphor? This for reflects my on life. me somehow. Yeah, yeah. No. No, it doesn't. It's not a durable good. I wouldn't get in the habit of doing that. You're right, Ralph. Yeah, that sends right. me down a dark path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't want to get in the spiral. It's too early. That's right. Just it's too early. Just like, keep your eyes forward. This is know? the best time of year. This mm-hmm. is the best time of year. It's between right. it's between the holidays and like this is the the preseason. I don't know Easter. The pre yes yeah. Easter. That's when you gotta execute the plans, whatever mm-hmm. they are. Um. Mm. We were uh, talking about movies earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about the Matrix for some reason got me thinking about uh, Star Wars. Ooh. Um, there was <sighs> recent. <laughs> there was recently uh, another Star Wars movie. There was, which has uh, rather quickly have completely evaporated from the discourse. I'm That's sure, right. I'm sure it That's made right. a lot of money, but it was such a nothing movie that uh-huh. Uh-huh. people aren't even chewing on it anymore. The classic J.J. Abrams just kind of pink slime of yeah apparently like even by their standards it was just something that was yeah. like Ugh. workshopped and retconned within an inch of its life and mm-hmm. so it was just this mm-hmm. just this just this uncommonly just loose and messy bag of so signifiers boring. apparently well yeah. here's the thing because like i i remember when the force awakens came out in like 2015 or something i didn't see it but i was like you know what i shit on star wars all the time like I decided to like rewatch The Empire Strikes Back uh-huh. because it's like what many people consider not only the best of the Star Wars movies, but there are people who like actually consider it like a great movie. Yeah. And if you read it's like Wikipedia article, it says like so and so has ranked it as one of the greatest films of all time. <laughs> and so I thought uh. like I really like sat down to watch it and I can't emphasize enough like it really is a movie for children it sure is like it, like even back then yeah like i'm not was... even i'm not even like shitting on it for being like a popcorn movie or whatever like there is no substance for adults in it no like it's abs- no. it's like absolute i don't know what else to call it. it's like nerd shit in the sense that like it's only about itself it's not about anything yeah like it's only yeah. about its Absolutely. own mythology like the mythology is not a, uh, it, it doesn't symbolize anything or whatever. Or there's not like, absolutely right. There's not like even something like you know, like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I, I find that to be a pretty good movie. Pretty good. That was yeah. the one with uh, Alfred Molina, right? That's right. As yeah. Doctor Octopus, yeah. and it's like you know, I'm capable of enjoying these things. It's not high art, but it's like there is a human story that mm-hmm. you invest in a little bit, and the drama 
is is uh, elevated by the action. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it's it's not the other way around. But in, the, in these Star Wars films, there is no like human drama that you can tap into on any level. It's just like. <laughs> It's just like it's oh. mythology. It's, it's just like here's this robot, and his grandfather is this robot. And if you're a child or a nerd who might as well be a child, mm-hmm. that's enough for you. You're amused just by absorbing that information. You know, it's like oh, cool. But like, there's literally nothing else. And like, the thing it's most similar to is like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Um, because I feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark is also like. I like. I even think like Spielberg said while they were developing it, like it's gonna be like an amusement park because it's yeah. a movie where it's just like one set piece after another. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And again, there's like no real drama exactly. It doesn't like it, it. Doesn't really say anything about humanity, but that at least has the benefit of like Spielberg's like master craftsmanship. Right. It has like this kind of right. classical style that's executed perfectly. Not the Star Wars movies. Like this movie, certainly not. It was so. (laughs) It's so unsophisticated. Uh, Like I was. It it really just felt like episodic television because it was just like there's an A plot which is Luke with Yoda, and then there's a B plot which is like Han Solo and the gang, and it just artlessly, like completely gracelessly, just alternates between the A plot and the B plot. Like the structure is so basic. It was just like really just like a mediocre movie. Like I didn't find it charming at all. I, I have never felt compelled to like rewatch a Star Wars film. Yeah, I remember being a kid and I had like the, the remastered DVDs and I distinctly remember like forcing myself to try to like it because <laughs> it was like so popular. And I remember being bored watching the original trilogy, but like yeah. making myself think like, no, nah, yeah, wow, cool, you know. Uh-huh. And the thing is, I was on a I was on a plane recently. And I watched the first 45 minutes of, what the fuck was the last one called? The Last, last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Because I thought, you know, I talk shit on these things all the time. I might as well, I'm on a plane. Let me, let me, let me. Had you seen it before? I hadn't, no. Oh, okay. No, I don't go to see these movies. But okay. I thought, like, <laughs> I can shit on them in a more informed way if I watched it. Mm-hmm. So I watched, like, the first 45 minutes. And honestly, it's weird because apparently this that was the one that set the fan base ablaze and oh, yeah. prompted yeah. them to uh, make the new one in like a hyper self-conscious like fan servicey sort of way mm-hmm. which is strange because I'm watching it and look I only watched the first 45 minutes I got bored you know it's not my cup of tea <laughs> no but like it immediately based on those 45 minutes it seemed like so much better than every other Star Wars movie like honestly yeah like there was like, there was some texture Rian Johnson was you know, there was some degree of creative intelligence guiding mm-hmm. the whole thing. There was trying was, to do some new stuff. Yeah, there was like fun Muppets. You <laughs> know, some of the actors got to be a little charming. And it's really unbelievable because like, again, I only watched the first 45 minutes. It's not my thing. But like, if this is your shit, how do you not like this shit? Like, yeah. it just seemed like the best version of a Star Wars movie. But like the nerds, they don't even want a movie. No, we, we got to we really got to. Like you know, no make movie sure will you, do. You, yeah, you cannot overstate just how how dull like these nerds are. Yeah, like not 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 in like a particularly. This is not meant to be an insult. It's just like it's very kind of bovine. Absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, and another thing was like apparently they got upset because like a plot line in the movie is like uh, the protect. I don't know. Ray. She like finds Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and he's like grumpy and disillusioned. You yeah. know, and people were like, "Oh, that's a betrayal of the character." Okay, first of all, 
I didn't watch the whole movie. I'm assuming he comes around by the end. But it's like, what? He's just, she's supposed to show up and he's just like, hey, cool, let's let's do it. Yeah. You're watching a story. There has right. to be conflict. Yeah. <laughs> Something has to occur. No. And it's like you're taking this beloved character, mm. like, okay, what's a remotely interesting thing we can do? Like, oh, maybe he's not the Luke we remember. Yeah. Maybe he's disillusioned and cantankerous, but then eventually we win him back over and it's satisfying for that reason. Just like basic so- story structure. Yeah. But it's like, how yeah. do you see that and you're a fan of this shit and you're not like, ooh, that's like that should excite you if you're a fan of the franchise. Absolutely. But no, oh, but it's boy. like, no, not how I remember. Like immediately a temper tantrum. Yeah. Immediate. Like, look, I would get it if like Ray showed up and like Luke like raped and murdered her. You know, <laughs> I'd be like, all right, <laughs> I get a bit it. Of a turn. I I admire uh, the boldness. Oh <laughs> boy, this is certainly a bold <laughs> move on Ryan Johnson's part. Uh-huh. That's something I haven't seen in a Star Wars movie. But I can understand why that would scandalize longtime fans of the franchise. Yeah. the hero from the first trilogy raping and murdering the young female right. protagonist from the new one. But but, but something as 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 small and as as you know expected as. A character changing exactly. over about thirty years. Yeah. Like he's different now thirty years after the end of the last movie. And he changes so. within the context of the movie, which is how a story's supposed to work. Yes. But yes. they don't want a story. Mm. They just want just these base expectations that they don't even understand to be yeah. perfectly flattered. See, I wonder I wonder if this kind of dovetails. Do you uh, you you don't really play a lot of video games, do you? No. Okay. Do you do you ever play like RPGs? I literally only play Mario Tennis on That's the right. Switch. That's right. That's right. Okay. In a, once in a blue moon, I'll fire it up and well, play Mario Tennis with a bunch of children. Yeah. And get drunk in the middle of a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> See, that sounds while perfectly li- while listening to podcasts. There's not yeah. a lot of not a lot of stakes there. Not a lot of story. Not a lot of drama. Yeah. But yeah. There are it's these. Just me as Wario. Just wow. <laughs> just and just me watching that ball go back and forth. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's but, how I'm gonna go out. I'm just gonna get into opioids, <laughs> and I'm just just the slowly the controllers mm-hmm. will slip out of my mm-hmm. out of my to the soundtrack of wah wah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And then, but what were you gonna black. say? I was gonna say like like so many of the video games that are nowadays considered to be absolute masterpieces, like. You know, you got your Baldur's Gates, you got your Mass Effects, you got your... Uh... Yeah, I don't even know what these are. It's, okay. so, it's so funny that you keep abreast of these things. I got to keep abreast of these things, Ralph. It is... It you is got to know your enemy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But games like... I'll, I'll take Mass Effect as an example, and I'm, I'm assuming that most of the listeners know what this game is. It is a... It's like a space opera kind of um, RPG with a, a big fixation on player choice. Okay. And so, like you can customize your your character. Not or something. not really so much customizing the character, although there is an element of that. But the things that you do during the game have ramifications. And Mass Effect had three installments, and so like things that you do in the first game are supposed to have, you know. So to be clear, you, to, have to some, be clear, you don't obviously you don't play video games at all. You just. Read I just, about them in I read depth about so you them, can be angry about it. You know, them. I watch I watch, you know, hours and hours of playthroughs and I Do just really? I just I just sneer the whole time and I say, ooh. <laughs> I would not be the ooh. least bit surprised. Um but 
this there there are like there's like good endings and bad endings okay and so it's like a choose your own adventure it is sort of it thing. is a yeah. bit of that and like if you if you do certain things in certain ways and it might mean that this character either dies or survives and there is this marked tendency and i've talked to a lot of people about this of just being completely unwilling to like let anything bad happen to like, you know, if it's an RPG and you have like a, a couple of companions, like absolutely being unwilling to let any of them die, like anything bad happening, like so they will they will go back, they will like reload saves and just like play it through again so that they get um, the good ending. So you're saying there's like players who want to just like a perfect playthrough. Want to have this playthrough where where like their character is perfect and mm-hmm. like nothing bad happens to these these characters that they're supposed to like care about and like it, which I guess would reflect on your skill, right? If nothing bad happened, I mean, or it, I don't it's, know. it's not really a skill based thing though. Like, well, this I mean, isn't, like, like are are you winning the game more perfectly? If yes, that's the like case? like you get yeah. to you get to see the good ending. Like you get to right. see like yeah. all the characters together at the end of the game instead of like you know you know they they uh reflect on the ones they lost right or whatever and it's i i think that kind of ties in with why people are so unwilling to have these like these franchises sure change I see what anything you're about the player about the characters that they love so much it's like at the you're looking at this entertainment product but it, you want it to to again like flatter this preconceived notion uh, to the extent that it comes at the expense of the entertainment value, yeah, where you have movies yeah. that are that they they they, I mean, not that they're devoid of conflict, but like uh, there's there's nothing new in the mix. Expectations mm-hmm. are never subverted. Mm-hmm. It's just it's no just real getting, stakes. Yeah, it's all just kind of it's all so like preordained. Mm-hmm. And prefabricated, and it's just the same bowl of gruel over and over again, and just a feeling I of like, yes, this, shit. this is what I wanted, and I'm getting it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, there's a uh, there's Lando Calrissian. There's, yeah. Well, uh, I think in the movies they can't be pleased. You know, mm. I don't. It, it's perhaps not a perfect comparison to that game because I feel like there's no. They don't know what movie they want. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's just like there's there's no combination of elements. That will sate them because they don't even know what they want. Right. They, what right. they want is not a movie. What they want is like a certain place and state of minds. Yeah. That they can yeah. they can never truly tap into. And I think nowadays a lot of that state of mind is very much informed by this pretty robust canon of video games that can be that that and, and then a lot of these games are like set in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these games are are set in in the universes of these various games that people have of, of these various you know universes that people yeah. have all these fucking feelings about. And um, I I mean I don't have I don't have a lot more to say about it. I just like I hate that shit. I hate yeah, that. I mean it's shit. just people who are who are content to be infantilized. I mean yeah. they, don't, they don't even want to be even remotely challenged by by anything that they consume Mm -hmm. you know it's it's Mm -hmm. baby shit it is baby shit you know so once again let's let's state it again martin scorsese was right about everything (laughs) he was Uh, yeah and it's like you know i was reading this article in the baffler about how attitudes regarding television have changed over the years mm -hmm. and how like people assume like with the internet um that people are watching less broadcast television but apparently like According to like the Nielsen ratings, like people watched 
more television last year than has ever been recorded. Really? Yeah. Oh. And also like the attitude used to be like, you shouldn't watch eight hours of television every day, (laughs) but that's kind of gone away. Oh no. You know, like it used to like in the nineties, like that's basically like what the Simpsons was about. It was like a, like a satire of that, of like how stupid, like television used to be regarded, not falsely in my opinion as like this stupefying force right that like sucks you in and it like numbs all your senses and uh you know it's 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 it was called the boob tube you know yeah or it was yeah. called the idiot box mm-hmm. you know but like a number of things happened like you know with like the advent of prestige tv like television became a little more sophisticated and then like to have it now we have like our television content uh, a la carte now yeah. you know it's like oh i'm not yeah. just resigning myself to what's on cable i'm picking a new show to watch but at mm-hmm. the end of the day you know uh, marketing executives handed us the term binge watching and, and we took yeah. it unthinkingly binge watching That's so right. people just will watch you know four hours of television in a sitting and uh-huh. it's it's not even considered it doesn't even feel like a like a dirty indulgence. It's just like, well, this is what I do. And I think that yeah. kind of relates to the other thing. It's just like unthinking media consumption. I, I know I know a couple of people that I guess do I know them closely? Who kind of they are they are very amenable to the idea of something like a marathon, of like a like a like a movie watching marathon. It's like, sure. oh, before we go see the new Star Wars, we're gonna watch all the Star Wars yeah. before this. And it's 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 just it's it's insanity to me like i don't know the 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 uh well, i mean if you have an interest in movies i'm not necessarily opposed to like you know people do stuff like that like they'll do, they'll do like a 24-hour movie marathon and people like peel in and out i'm not necessarily opposed to that because at least like you're expressing an interest and in each one of those I movies suppose. has its own individual creative intelligence. If that's what you like, fine. But yeah. I think that's a little different from like binge watching TV no, series right. that are designed. Yeah. These series are designed okay. to be consumed yeah. indifferently. I see you know? what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so like mm. going back to the idea of not wanting expectations to be subverted or to be challenged in any way, I think like even, even television that's considered prestigious is, yeah. is so often designed in that way mm-hmm. because like it, it 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 kind of resists what makes something like purely a creative expression or an art because it depends on your continued viewership right so right. so baked into its very being like its design it's it's to arbitrarily prolong a story mm-hmm. and you sit and you know they say like watching a TV show is like you're uh, you're hanging out with the characters you want to hang out with. They're yeah. here with you in your home. Yeah. And um, oh boy. And yeah, I think. Did you did you keep up with Game of Thrones? Was that something that you participated? I in? I did. I watched it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, everything from from that to like that. Um, like the Witcher show that's on Netflix now, which was based on a video game, which I was based that. on a video game, which was based on a book. So, you know, but I'll just I'll just add that. Um, that uh yeah like television like uh, i'm i'm very much like a television skeptic mm-hmm. um and for the simple reason that like uh, you cannot credibly say about any tv show that like you can't say that breaking bad communicates more in 80 hours than say the mule does okay your mic is making all sorts of noises <laughs> did i do something uh oh, okay sorry about you that you in there sorry about that folks 
But anyway, it's, it's not as if like Breaking Bad says more in 80 hours than the mule does in two hours. You know, it's, uh-huh. it's like it's 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 entertainment that is that is bloated and meandering because it's designed to keep you watching. And even if it isn't selling advertising and it's on like HBO or Netflix or something, it's 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 indifferently produced. So it's indifferently received. So you just keep watching. Yeah. So that's why I resist any claims to you know, <sighs> trying to elevate it in the discourse. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was less media, I think. <laughs> Moving pictures, relieving them in 2019, is what I'm saying. Against entertainment. Against entertainment. A treatise against entertainment. That's why every once in a while I like like a really long, boring, alienating movie. Oh, yeah. It's a good, it's a yeah. good palate cleanser. Ooh. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's both recommend like a really long, alienating movie. Mm, okay. Yeah. Where to begin? Yeah. Uh, um, the one that comes to mind for me, I'll start, is uh, is Hard to Be a God by Alexi German. I've Did been, you see that one? I recently have been meaning to watch that movie. Yeah. It's, Alex uh, Ross Perry said it was the best film of the decade. I, a uh, huge fan, huge fan. Um, it's a Russian film. It's uh, in black and white. Um, it is a, it is a fascinating um, piece of speculative fiction. Um, and it is, it is disgusting and it is um, tragic and, uh, you know, it, it, it is challenging and it makes you think, and it's, uh, it's great. Uh, check it out. Hard to be a God of Lexi German. It's a good recommendation. Uh, I guess I'll say, I don't think this is a boring movie, uh, quite the opposite, but it's, it's certainly an experimental film and, uh, in ways an alienating one. Uh, Jean-Luc Godard's Goodbye to Language from 2014 mm. was definitely one of my my favorites of the decade. It's, uh, I have not seen that one. It's a late period Godard, so it is a an incomprehensible uh, essay film. I you love know, it. It's kind of just a big collage. Yeah. I saw it in the theater. It was it was uh, it made a splash because it was like him fooling around with 3D. You know, so I got um, I got to see it in 3D. It was actually very entertaining. Hmm. Um, I don't think you'll be able to see it on uh, in 3D if you just torrent it or stream it. But if you're in the mood for an experimental film, I think that's a pretty entertaining and. As far as those go, fairly accessible one. Uh, the Image Book, which was his last film I saw uh, a year ago, actually, uh, last January. And that one was less entertaining. That one, I, I still enjoyed it because it's like I was sitting in a crowded theater. And it's just like the whole movie is just all these sourced clips from like different movies and media and it'll like pop in and out of the correct aspect ratio <laughs> and it kind of felt like it was edited in iMovie oh boy and there are parts that are just like silent and I can't say that it wasn't somewhat boring <laughs> and completely <laughs> bewildering but I did appreciate the fact that I was like I can't believe I'm sitting here watching this in a theater and it was it was, it was kind of <laughs> exhilarating in that way yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, what was that one called again? Uh, the image book okay. but I would I would I would recommend goodbye to language at least for starters yeah if you're in the mood for something that is the polar opposite of the last jedi yeah yeah yeah. just remember every time that you watch like a marvel movie or like breaking bad like you're getting cucked a little more (laughs) by a tiny cadre of that's right of those that uh you know, make the shows. You should that put make a, this gruel. You should put a little effort into your, into, your, into your media diet. Just a little bit. Like, listen, I know, I know on the last episode we said to like, just do what makes you feel good. But yes, let's put a little asterisk next to that because 
what is important is also in addition to enjoying your life is that you do kind of decouple yourselves from the from like the the morphine drip or if you're going to say sit on the couch and watch five episodes of I don't know um, what's a TV show what's a TV show uh, just Parks like, and Rec just like yeah or like what is a new show on Amazon Prime I'm, yeah, an, I'm, yeah. an, I'm an annoying asshole from Brooklyn you know or whatever <laughs> don't convince yourself it's not a drug that's right don't tell yourself you're like engaging with art because mm. you're not you're you not. know but um, I see you with your 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 uh, your shroot farms uh, sweatshirts. I oh, see you with that's your. That's not good. No, I hate the office. I hate the office. Yeah, I hate that show. I Fuck mean, it's, the office. It's hard to not hate it uh, after what it's become. I mean, I've watched the show. Uh, I would probably find it insufferable now, but I remember finding mm-hmm. it, you know, as far as sitcoms go, a reasonably funny program. But uh, it's, it's just the the the, cul- sure, sure. the culture around it has become so insufferably. Tweet. I can't I can't decouple the two now. Yeah, I would probably watch it and hate it now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I've just I've just uh, and I I am okay with the fact that I've ruined these things for myself. Sure, like, I'm not interested in like experiencing them in any kind of pure form. Mm-hmm. Like my my hatred is is pure yes. and bright, mm-hmm. and that's better for me. Yeah, than certainly than uh, watching Michael Scott. Oh, buh, buh. Yeah, the, the the working world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does it have something to say? I don't give a shit, and that's you're definitely I think that's nice. you're definitely better off with hard to be a god. I would yeah, say, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, because then it's like you're nourishing something, you're challenging yourself. I mean, or you know, read a book. But if you're gonna just like sit down and watch something, at least uh-huh. make it. I would say a movie with its own kind of yeah. Once again, independent yeah. creative intelligence. <sighs> well. Uh, your microphone is periodically rupturing my eardrum. I'm sorry. So I don't maybe know what we should going cut on this here. one short. Okay. Okay. Well, but, uh, folks, we apologize for any discomfort our shoddy equipment has <laughs> has visited upon you. Hopefully, it'll be better next week. But hey, it's free. It's right? free. But, right? uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find Lloyd at Twitter at Void Howler. You can find me at a how uh, hey, at Hey Ralph Man if you want. I'm not tweeting anything, but. Maybe I'll get back into the mix. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Feeling Well Pod. And uh, you got anything else you want to? No, not right now. Um, I hope you guys have a pretty good week, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Ralph, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Lloyd. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.